This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at Davis Vision here in South Jordan, 11649 South, 4000 West. Lots of reasons to come by doing a drawing for a free LASIK procedure right now. Gordon, I noticed, you noticed, I noticed, you noticed the Maui gym tent. I did. I think you might, uh, you and I both might peruse by that before the the day is over. Good looking sunglasses Uh, over there. But right now it's time for your daily assist. Let's talk some NBA basketball with our friend Howard Beck. Eric, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Howard, happy Friday. How are you? Good. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, uh, Howard. As you know, the Jazz rattle off four consecutive wins to uh, to finish off the Grizzlies. What's your takeaway from their first round series? Uh, well, it turns out they were as dominant in the postseason as <laughs> as in the regular season. I mean, you know, it, it you never know much coming out of a, a first round series. Given you know, if you're the one seed, you're playing an eight seed. The Grizzlies are a really good and tough young team, and I think the Grizzlies, you know. I, I had I drew more conclusions about the Grizzlies in that series than about the Jazz. We already know who the Jazz are. Um, the Grizzlies look like a, a very promising group that you know just needs to to get a little gain a little more experience and maybe a little more depth in that rotation. But um, you know it it, I, it in, in a lot of ways it felt like a closer series than 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 five games, right? Like they were they were that difficult for them. But that's not about the Jazz. That's, that's more about, I just think, the, the way that the, the Grizzlies play and, um, and their toughness. So, uh, you know, the next round will be, I think, more intriguing. Yeah, Howard, uh, for a long time there, over the last month or so of the season, the Jazz were playing without Donovan Mitchell, who was recuperating from that ankle injury. And, of course, he missed the first game. And there was quite a bit of sort of uh, to-do about uh, whether – he should have played or not. But when he was back on the floor, he seemed to make all the difference for the team. I mean, some people were suggesting that the Jazz were okay without him. They're not okay without him. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on his performance. There were people suggesting that the Jazz were okay without Donovan Mitchell? Uh, we did get that a little bit. People thinking that, well, not that they were better. We? Not that they were better without him, but that they could get by without him. You're on your, you're on your own with this one. Who thought that? Oh, didn't you? All right, never mind, Howard. Uh, you know, how's your how's your Friday doing? No, reframe your question. Go ahead. There were some people who were suggesting not that they were better, but that they could get by without him. And and I just it became clear in that series that uh, they absolutely need him against top caliber teams. That's just the way it is. And I'm sorry if that's uh, kept in obvious, but some people were suggesting what I said. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, 
the the jazz in some ways, as we've discussed, you know, they they are an ensemble. They've got a lot of really good pieces, and that's what makes them great. Um, but Donovan Mitchell is their offensive engine, and while Mike Conley is a great point guard and has had a great career, he is you know later in his career, and you're not going to rely on Mike Conley to generate the kind of scoring or even the kind of open shots for teammates that Donovan Mitchell can. So, you know, he had a fantastic series uh, on the whole. And I think that, you know, that, that's, a, that's a great sign going forward because, one, the health, and, and two, just that he's performing at, at what, you know, what you would call a playoff level. You want your stars to elevate themselves in the postseason, and we're seeing that. Who should Jazz fans be rooting for uh, between the Clippers and the Mavs? I figured you guys would ask. I did think about that a little bit before you called, and I don't know that I have a satisfactory answer. There's a part of me that thinks, you know what, you want the Clippers, because even though Dallas is not as seasoned and not and, and is not quite at the same talent level overall as the Clippers, Luca's just playing at this insane level that I just think maybe nobody should want any any part of him. I mean, he's going up against two of the best two-way players in the league in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, two guys who should be the natural – you know, if anybody's going to be able to defend Luka and, and make him really, uh, you know, less efficient, give up the ball, it should be Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and, and he's just carving up everybody. And if those two don't have a chance, you know, what what chance do, do Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles have, right? So, or Boyan. So, I mean, I, in a way, I feel like the, the, the better play is to avoid the Mavericks. Um but, you know, yeah, the Clippers do have the, the better one-two punch overall with, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the Jazz or the, uh, the Mavericks do not have a second guy. Um, of course, I think he's supposed to be that guy, but it kind of comes and goes. With the way things are working out in the West, uh, Howard, if the Jazz uh, do get by this next series, do you, is, I mean, do you think they're good enough? Are they good enough to, to, to really contend for an NBA title this year? Um, I, I think, with a, especially with a, a, a team that's kind of younger, and not younger in, in years, but younger in playoff experience, you hope to see some improvement from series to series, and you build toward that. And let's see how they fare against the Mavericks or Clippers. And if they get through that series, you know, um, then we'll see if it's, if it's uh, the Nuggets or the Suns awaiting them. Um, both of those teams are tough, uh, as you guys know. Um, but like the Jazz, like the Nuggets and Suns haven't really been to this level. I mean, yeah, the Nuggets were in the conference finals last year, but they don't have a long track record of, of postseason success, and they don't have Jamal Murray right now. So, uh, to me, anybody who's still left, well, let's see who the Jazz's opponent is. When we get that got that that opponent, I think you can make a, a plausible. If it's Dallas, I have a harder time believing in Dallas going to the conference or going to the to the finals. But between the Clippers, Jazz, Suns, and, and Nuggets, if that's the final four. I'm not arguing with any four of those. They all have a case, and neither of them are airtight cases over the other three, I don't think. Um, and, it, and it's quite possible that the favorite in the finals is going to be the Eastern Conference team, you know, probably the, you know, the Bucks or the Nets. You know, the Sixers have an injured Joel Embiid right now, so I'm not sure what to make of them. Howard, where did the Blazers go from here? You know, it's not the first time that we've been at this point where they've they're you know flamed out in the postseason, and we're all asking you know what does this mean for Dame Lillard? Does this mean there's going to be a coaching change? Does this mean they need to overhaul the roster? You know, they, this has been a running theme, and you, you do that too many years in a row, and ultimately 
you know, there's, there's going to be an, uh, a, a reckoning. Um, I think we're finally there. Uh, a lot of buzz around the league about Terry Stotts' job security. And so a coaching change seems likelier than ever. I'm not predicting it, not saying it's a given, but it does seem likelier than ever. And, you know, some of us, including me, have questioned for years whether or not Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum was the, the best possible combination. Not a knock on either of them. They're both great players, but um, a lot of overlap and gives them a small backcourt and a defensively challenged backcourt. And, you know, could you flip C.J. McCollum and some other stuff to get a more complimentary co-star? And that's where they're at. You know, um, Nurkic, when healthy, is really good for them. And eventually they get Zach Collins back healthy. But, you know, um, Covington was okay for them this year. wasn't necessarily great. Um, they, you know, Carmelo gave him what he could for, for a second straight year, but that, like that, he's not a long-term solution. You know, where else can this team go? And I think that the only way to really move forward – unless you're going to go doomsday scenario and if, if Dame wanted out and you, and you have to trade him, but if he's staying, you know, I think it's probably time that they figure out another place for CJ McCollum and, and see how they can bolster their, either their wings or their front court. Like they've got, they've got to create a more balanced roster and one that can also provide some defense. Howard, what about the Lakers? I mean, obviously your first step is getting LeBron and getting AD healthy, but does, does that team need something additionally drastic well you know ad healthy is is the most important thing lebron will finally have a a, a lengthy off season he doesn't you know he never really has those in his career um you know obviously the first year with the lakers he was hurt and then so he had a decent off season then but lebron needs recovery time but he was playing at an mvp level before he went down earlier this year he was pretty you know, he's good enough in the playoffs. I mean, he couldn't carry a team, but he's still got the high ankle sprain that he was recovering from. So if, if he's healthy, I know the age and the miles suggest that you can't rely on him to carry a team anymore, and, and, and that's, that's true to an extent. But as long as he's got a fully healthy Anthony Davis, they have a chance. The problem is, like a lot of teams that are built around two stars or more, there's a, a drop-off. They're very top-heavy. And we all praised the Lakers in the offseason for, you know, bolstering that supporting cast well maybe we all got a little carried away there i mean you know dennis schroeder shrank in the playoffs and west matthews wasn't really impactful and you know they held on to Taylor horton tucker instead of trading him for kyle lowry that looks like a definite mistake um and he didn't come up in, in the playoffs either so the supporting cast just looks really um you know lackluster at this stage and the more lebron ages the more important it is that you don't have that kind of drop off to the to the supporting cast. So, uh, I think Rob Pelinka and his staff have a lot of work to do this offseason, even if you assume a healthy LeBron and AD. You mentioned the Bucks and the Nets as possibly being the favorites in the uh, in the NBA Finals. That's one heck of a second round matchup uh, back east. Uh, what do you make? Give us the tail of the tape. There is this uh, Brooklyn's to be won, or can the Bucks slow them down? The Bucks are the more balanced team. Um, just offense to defense, right? Like the Nets have insane firepower, and we know that. And three guys who, whether they're playmaking or whether they're just creating for themselves, like these are three absolutely elite of you know three of the best um, one-on-one players in the NBA. They don't even have to run an offense. The Nets, they, they, those guys can just create out of thin air, and they will. But they still have to defend at some point, 
and the Bucks are going to present a big challenge in that regard. And the Bucks do defend, which not that anyone's going to stop Durant and Kyrie and Harden, but the Bucks have the individual defenders and the team defense to make it harder on them than they have seen. The Nets have not been tested. You know, blowing out the Celtics in five games does not prove much of anything. Um, the Celtics are a broken team, and we're missing their second-best player and often missing their third. So the Nets, the, the questions that I've had all season, I still have. You know, the, their, their big three didn't play that much together. We, we you know, we, I don't know about how they're, they're, like, they have good chemistry, yes, but great teams, it's about what you do under duress and in tight situations and in close fourth quarters and, um, you know, your trust of each other on defense and knowing where, you know, guys want the ball on offense and what to run down the stretch of a tight game and all this. And they just haven't been in any of those situations because they haven't been together that long. And the Bucks have a, a core group that has been together. So I lean Milwaukee, but it's going to be a really tough series, you know, regardless. Um, I, I think it's, if I have to pick, it's, it's Bucks in seven, but maybe it's Bucks in seven and three overtimes. Howard, what do you make of the news about Danny Ainge stepping down and, you know, the rumors out there swirling around a little bit with some sort of connection with the Jazz? What do you, what do you know? Well, one of those reports about his connections to the Jazz came from my colleague Chris Mannix. Um, so, um, you know, I, 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 for all of, of my issues with Chris Mannix, I think he's probably, you know, piped in pretty well on that one. I, I, I trust his reporting. You know, I don't trust him on a lot of other things, but I trust his reporting. Um, did Chris come on this week and, and talk about this already, or was he too soon for that? Uh, he, he dodged us a little. Yeah, bit. we didn't get Chris this week. We had a, a communication uh, snafu. So I see. Well, you know, it made a lot, a lot of demands on Mannix, and you know. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Howard, we we really don't like him that much. We like you a lot more. <laughs> we don't need to tell him that. Let's just keep that to ourselves. Um, no, look, uh, obviously there are some ties there. Um, there are some connections there. Your front office, I mean, the Jazz front office does not need any help. That's one of the best front offices in the NBA. Dennis Lindsay's one of the best in the biz, and it's a, it's a deep roster there. So I don't think they need anything. But I could see, I, I don't know what Danny Ainge wants at this stage. You know, what does retirement mean, right? But if it's a Jerry West kind of arrangement where Jerry West – was part of a, a really deep and strong and savvy front office with the Warriors, and now again with the Clippers as more of a consultant, as a voice, as, a, as somebody to, to bounce things off of and, and so forth. I could see that um, if, if people there are comfortable with it. He doesn't have to come in and, and take over. They, they don't need that. Um, but if, if the desire is just to simply help that organization because of, of you know, connections he has, uh, maybe that Jerry West kind of role could make sense. Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Howard, I want to ask, ask you about the Hawks and ultimately their matchup, of course, with the Sixers. But are, are the Hawks one of the great stories in the NBA this year we're not talking enough about? Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, and it was a weird year because, of course, they spent a boatload in the offseason, brought in a bunch of guys. All those guys were hurt to start the season. Bogdanovich was hurt. Gallinari was hurt. Rondo was hurt. You know, they ended up eventually flipping Rondo for the Williams. Um, Chris Dunn, who they signed, never even played. So, and then they get off to a, a tough start. They fire Lloyd Pierce. They get healthy just as Nate McMillan takes over. So, you know, Nate McMillan benefits in part from them finally getting you know, some key players, notably Bogdanovich. Um, and 
and they really turn it around. And some of that's, you know, look, give Nate McMillan credit too for, for his, his coaching savvy. But um, so I think people that weren't sure what to make of them, and they're still a very young team overall. And, you know, I think that we were overshadowed to an extent by the big market Knicks who were the darlings of the East, right? Like you had the Knicks in the East and the Suns in the West as kind of the two surprise teams, you know, after years of terrible seasons and dysfunction and, and lottery appearances, the Suns all of a sudden bounce up to be the number two team in the West. The Knicks become the fourth best team in the East. And I think the Hawks just kind of got lost when we were, you know, we, we already had our fill of feel-good, you know, surprise stories, and the, the Hawks were kind of overlooked and all that. But um, Trey Young has announced himself to the world um, on the biggest NBA stage, or certainly one of the biggest NBA stages. That was really fun to watch. Um, and his showmanship was, was something. And he took on not just the Knicks, and, and, but the entire Garden crowd, and that was pretty bold. And you got to love seeing that from a young player. And, I, you know, I, I think all of that bodes really well for the Hawks. And they're a deep team. They've, they've got good players. It's still a very young group, but it's, but it's a deep and talented group. Um, they deserve to beat the Knicks. They had more talent. And, um, and they played better defense, which had been the Knicks' calling card. So uh, Hawks versus Sixers, ordinarily wouldn't give – a young team like the Hawks much chance, but with Embiid's knee being an issue, man, who knows? Um, that one could get interesting. Howard, the, uh, the Vivint Arena will be uh, filled with fans coming up in this next round. Uh, so I guess folks around here feel a little more confident about what's gone on over the past year. My question to you is, can you get out and walk around Brooklyn now and go places and feel a little more comfortable? Aside from about 20 minutes ago when we had like a, a monsoon hit us and it was <laughs> raining sideways. Um, yeah, other than that, yes, uh, we can walk around and, and normal. Um, things are pretty much reopened here. Uh, we're, we're back to like, uh, you know, certainly we, we already, you know, outdoors, everybody, I say mostly, mostly people are without their masks. And at this point, there's a lot of outdoor dining now. There's the indoor dining has reopened. Um, I'm not ready to do that yet myself, even though I'm vaccinated. But, yeah, New York is it's pretty close to back to normal. But it's in Brooklyn more so because, you know, this is Brooklyn's more neighborhoods, right? And so we have all of our neighborhood establishments that got through the pandemic because a lot of us were still ordering in and we were eating out, doing sidewalk seating and all this and very much supporting our neighborhood institutions. And so my neighborhood got through it really well. I think we actually gained more restaurants than we lost over the last year. Midtown Manhattan, on the other hand, relies on all these commuters coming in and tourists coming in. And so I haven't been in Midtown in a while, but my you know, sense of things is that, is that Manhattan is, is still lagging. But uh, you would never know that anything had happened you know, in my neighborhood. It's all the restaurants are packed indoors and out. Well, that's good to hear. Back yeah. to normal is nice. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Howard, we always look forward to chatting you, uh, with you on a Friday. Thank you very much, as always. Appreciate it, fellas. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Howard. Howard Beck, our good friend, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated and joins us each and every Friday. You bailed on me on that question. The, you, you the Jazz are better you, without Donovan Mitchell? Not question. better, but you get by without him. You heard people saying that. That the Jazz were you a better me team you without me Donovan Mitchell? I was like holding on to the edge of the cliff, just my feet dangling. I, and you were going, all right, just let go. Who was saying that, though? No, that, that, I, I, I'm sorry. I should have had your back. All right, bad bad friending on my part. Uh, but, but what, no, no. What I, maybe I misstated it. What I, what I meant to say was that some people around here thought the Jazz could get by without Donovan Mitchell. 
I, I, I just don't think they could or can or will. So that was my point of view, but I heard that from others. And you looked at me like, who'd you hear that from? I've, I haven't heard that. That the, that, I mean, I just think, like, you take away a team's best offensive player and that team's <laughs> not going to be as good. I don't know. Who, who would make I an argument mean, that – I didn't mean to say that they would be just as good. I okay. meant that they could well, get by. I should have had your back. I apologize. You're right. No, you looked at was, me like I was speaking Russian. I, you were speaking Russian. I was, it was Donovan Mitchell. And in fact, when everybody said the sky was falling after game number one, I said they were missing Donovan Mitchell. All right. All right. All right. When you uh, they lost a couple games at the end of the season, and you thought they'd be swept in the playoffs. I told you <laughs> they were missing Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> I didn't say that. But uh, anyway, all right. I just wanted to clear that up with you. Fine. You said Jazz losing five. All right. I don't know what I would have thought. If he had, if he'd been unavailable throughout, uh, Jazz might have lost that series eh? against Memphis. I don't think they would have. Maybe. I mean, it would have been closer. They lost Game One, but I don't think they would have lost the series without Donovan Mitchell. Maybe. Right. Maybe I'm not giving the Grizz enough credit. Whoever they face in Game Two, they certainly would, or uh, Round Two, they certainly wouldn't be without Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Either the Mavs or the Clippers. So. Yep. That that's a fact. All right, we'll have more coming up next. We are live. From Davis Vision here in South Jordan, it's their annual block party. Things are winding up a little bit, but uh, we still have a few cars out if you want to come check it out. And uh, we have, like, a jazz flag to give away still. So yeah, it looks like if there's you, one more shirt over there. All right, so you better get down here quickly. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at Davis Vision, 11649 South, 4000 West. Um, big shout-out to Jordan and Danny who dropped by during the break. Gordon, it's always fun to meet listeners uh, out here at uh, Davis Vision. They're a great couple. Jordan, a uh, longtime listener. Um, but we, d- uh, we just got a tweet from Seth who, who said, uh, I did uh, do you wrong in that question with Howard Beck. And Jordan and Danny also uh, – uh, thought maybe I should have had your back a little bit more. So I, I admitted it in the last segment. I'll admit it again. I, I, I wronged you. I apologize. I feel it's only <laughs> small potatoes compared to what you did to me yesterday. But in this case, I apologize. So, uh, so I should I have should, had your back a little bit so, more. I apologize. Okay, just so I get this straight, I should apologize for the fact that I made an issue of the fact that you jinxed my comment. Which I did not. But... Uh, whatever. I, I'm the if, bigger if man. It, I'm willing to admit that I put you in a bad spot. I apologize. If it does you any good, at least he just kind of tweaked it. it. It could have been worse. So. Okay. All right. All right. You, uh, you do accept my apology? Are we all right? I do. Can we yes. proceed? I apologize. Yes, it's okay. Um, let's. Uh, we're, we are giving away playoff tickets today, Gordon. Um, it, we're doing it via the uh, open mic feature on our Zone Sports Network app. Download it. Go to the menu. Go to the open mic feature. And uh, you can record up to 15 seconds of audio. Here's what we're doing. 
Uh, you tell us why you deserve to go to the Jazz uh, uh, playoff round two, game one. But you've got to do it in some sort of creative fashion. Song, rap, poem, impression. Uh, you know, odds are the more creative uh, you are, the better chance you have. Eric is the one who's uh, filtering through the submissions uh, back at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena. How, how are we looking, Eric? Are we getting are we getting some good candidates? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I would uh, yeah. I would describe them as yeah, good goods. Yeah, yeah, goods generous. I think. Wow. Lot, lots of people don't really. Good is Lots of people don't really like Gordon. Whoa. Oh, well, hey, I do have a vote. Wow. Um, really? I I'm really so trying to pick through and find the nicest ones. So well, no, they, they don't need to be nice, <laughs> per se. You know, it's the scariest thing of all. My wife texted me and said she might enter. Lisa's uh, so, gonna so enter. So I'm afraid of what she might come. Well, up see, with. now that you say that, we'll we'll get a, an entry from Lisa, but we're gonna get about 15 Lisa impressions. <laughs> I, I just, Eric, really? They're, they're coming after me, huh? I would say impressions especially. Nobody oh. does a Jake Scott impression. They all do a Gordon Monson impression, and they all get it off by nobody quite has the grumble that you do. You do have a, a voice that is kind of fun to impersonate. I mean, I've never heard, uh, I've never heard anybody like, uh, like like Frank Caliendo, like nail it. You know, like I would mistake you for the impression, but there are a lot of what I would consider funny impressions of you. Austin does a good one. Bowler does a good one. Our guy Gunther used to do a really good one. But we, we, I thought I thought imitation was the, the It is flattery. It flattery. Yeah, it is it is flattery. But it's also, you well, know, Eric funny. Eric made it sound like Well, Eric made it sound like people are being mean. And mean can be could, funny. It could be happening. <laughs> yeah, mean can be. It could be. Right. It could be funny. But Eric not really not really pleased with the submissions thus far. Come let's on, see, listeners. Come on. We've got to step yeah. up our game. Our listeners are usually really good at this. And so come on, let's 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 bring it strong, man. No, no, I'm not saying but we just have so many. It's oh, it, you well, know that's good. There there are quality ones. Oh, okay. I thought you said that be classifying them as good was being generous. Well, that was kind of like your "don't hold your breath" comment. It uh, was. It was. We uh, ha we have fifty submissions. I would say, you know, mm, like fifteen <laughs> to twenty are are uh, really caught my eye. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Good. All right. Well, if, you, if people can still enter, you know, I mean, these are jazz players. There are some ta time. very talented people out there. You're not good. wrong. All right. All right. Okay. So we're gonna take the five thirty segment. And we're going to get to as many as we possibly can. Eric's going to sift through and come up with what he considers the best ones. And then we'll pick at the end of the 530 segment. He's going to sift because sift happens. I use that joke all the time, don't I? I apologize. Any, any regular word that could possibly sound like a curse word, <laughs> usually, usually go for that low-hanging fruit, but that's okay. I feel bad. I, I did you wrong in the last segment, so I'm okay, not. I'm, I'm glad you have it. Uh, we talked to Howard about this. While we have a couple minutes, Gordon, talking NBA, I think both Eastern Conference second-round matchups are are interesting for different reasons. But you heard Howard says whoever uh, wins the Bucks Nets series, he thinks going to be the favorite to win it. Favorite to win it all. Well, that's not the way it stands right now. The Jazz are favored over the Bucks out of Vegas. But what would happen if the Nets were no longer in contention? 
Well, I think aren't the aren't the Bucks like third or fourth on down? I don't know. I haven't consulted the Wizard lately. And I don't know how that works from a standpoint of uh, the Bucks yeah. are lower on the Jazz than the Jazz because the Nets are a heavier favorite. Okay, I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So how would that be if the Nets were no longer in the picture? Okay, I got at you. the at the hands of the Bucks, nonetheless. Thanks for explaining gambling to me because I was didn't think that through. I wasn't trying to. to no, no, I'm not gambling. saying you were. I'm just saying that I don't. I don't gamble on sports, okay. and so I don't. I don't uh, know all the ins and outs. Okay, I see. <laughs> and then Atlanta. Uh, you know, I kind of asked an, uh, a loaded question to Howard, but I think Atlanta is one of the best stories in the league this year. What yeah. they've done and how they've turned it around. And uh, it, you know, Trey Young obviously is electric to watch. I mean, they they took the Knicks apart. I don't know how good the Knicks were in the first place, but, uh, you know, they, they beat them up pretty good. And now they have a, a chance against Philly, who if they if Joel Embiid isn't right, then I, I give the, the Hawks a really good chance of beating the yeah. Sixers. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so we'll see how it turns out. But um, I don't know. I just the, – the only team in the East that I think uh, is a threat to the teams in the West are the, uh, are the, uh, the Nets. And the only reason I think that, well, I think that because of the three big stars they have, but I, I don't know how that would work out in a in a what intense if, playoff situation it, against a really quality team. Except for your favorites in the West are either out or almost out. Who? The Lakers and the Clippers. No. <laughs> no. No, no. I think the favorites in the West are the Jazz and the Suns. That's not what you would have said before the playoffs yes, began. Yes, it was. No, it was not. Well, well, I mean, if the Lakers were absolutely uh, healthy. There you go. That would have been maybe a different story. But Don't forget about the, the your Sun, Lakers. The Suns are really good, man. I, I think of all the teams left, uh, that's the team that would give the Jazz the biggest uh, challenge. And I'm basing that a lot on what happened in the regular season. But I don't think a whole lot has changed. I think the Clippers would give the Jazz the biggest challenge mm, left okay. in the playoffs but you know dallas might take care of them yeah. could it, it could happen tonight um i'm i'm rooting for the bucks i'd love i'd love to see the nets lose to the Bucks. and why is that oh because i'm rooting against the super team and you don't like james Harden. i don't like watching him play basketball although i've got to give him credit that uh, he has adapted his game he screwed the houston rockets big time big time <laughs> screwed the houston rockets let that be a lesson of the dangers of turning your whole franchise over <laughs> to one player. I'm serious. And this is a big topic of conversation around NBA circles these days. I mentioned that New Yorker piece that had the anonymous GM. You know, I heard, I think it was Jalen Rose just today uh, talking about how if he were Portland, he'd consult Damian Lillard on every decision and give him ownership of the roster and all this stuff. And that, that sounds good. I just... There's a there's there's a risk in doing that sort of thing. Yeah. And James Harden, I think, proved that out with the Rockets that he just left them high and dry. Well, if you're going to do it, you better do it with someone who has high character. Or someone you're sure is going to uh, look out for your best interest as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, James looked out for his best interest in Houston, at Houston, in Houston. They listened to him, gave him whatever he wanted. And it wasn't good enough. Do you think that's true of uh, the Jazz's two stars, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? Not right now. I'm talking about character. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't think so, but I don't know. I mean, we were talking earlier in the show about Damian Lillard leaving Portland high and dry. And but he, he is. But he is really 
held <laughs> held it together there for a long time. Some people thought he was going to leave a long time ago, but he hasn't. So I got to give him credit for sticking but, around as long as he has. I mean, I, I'm not predicting this per se, but there's no reason that the, the Jazz couldn't end up in a in a similar situation a few years down the road if things don't go their way. Like, w what what scenario do you see other than injury that would put the Jazz in the situation Portland's in right now? Ah, uh, well, I mean, you never knew. Uh, Portland was in the Western Conference Finals two years ago. I, know, I mean, they I know. they didn't take the next step, and they got themselves capped out, and they invested in the wrong players, apparently. So that could happen to any franchise. Okay. You know what I mean? They they've got to make the uh, for example, you've got to they've got to make a big decision in regards to Mike Conley, and what they're going to do either re-signing him or what to do with that money. The well, that that money that doesn't go to Rudy and Donovan already. I mean, got to make the right decision there. That's huge. Yeah. It's interesting because we talked with Justin Zanuck about that yesterday. You know. Yeah. Spending. Uh, go ahead and spend your money, but spend it on the right players. Because if you don't, then you have an Andre Kirilenko situation, and the Jazz certainly remember that. Yeah, I'm not going to say that uh, that that will happen to the Jazz, but that certainly could. And then you're a couple years down the line, still trying to piece together around Donovan and Rudy, and then all of a sudden, you know, folks on the the outside are talking about should Donovan Mitchell stay with the Jazz or could he go somewhere else and win? I mean, it's I it. I'm not comfortable predicting that in the conversation of character. Yeah, because character, right because the circumstances can change. Right. You're right. And I wouldn't question, you know, I think Damian Lillard has tremendous character. And I don't think my opinion on that would change if he wanted to try it somewhere else. I might be a little disappointed because I love his rhetoric, but I don't think that that would be a reflection on his character. You certainly hear people in the media, at least, chirping about how Damian Lillard's talent is being wasted with the Blazers. I don't know if he pays any mind to that or not. Speaking of high character, did you see that Drew Holiday won the NBA Sportsmanship Award? I did not, because I don't traditionally follow that award, but good for him. Do you, does that mean anything? Not does sportsmanship mean anything anymore? I hope so. I'd like to think so. I mean, you brought Mike, your... Mike Conley has won that award in the past. He's also won uh, most favored teammate. Uh, but I saw that Drew won that, and I thought, I wonder, I wonder what impact that has on a player's life or whether it really means anything to other players or whether they just kind of shrug at that sort of thing. I'd like it to mean something to kids. I'd like to hope that yeah. there was still the culture of instilling good sportsmanship in our children. And that maybe that's an example. I think that's an exa example that can be set from the top down, me personally. But, I mean, you raised your you, – you had five athletes, you know. I'll, I believe all five of your kids played – High school, if not collegiate sports, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you uh, you raised them with sportsmanship as a thing, right? They were really good in that regard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I never saw them cheat. I never saw, uh, you know, not on purpose anyway. I, I never saw them try to do anything underhanded with you the people. You just try and cheat for them. No, no, yeah. no. But, you know, in, in tennis, until you get to college, oftentimes, except for You're the big tournaments, your own lines, you call yeah. their own lines. And I've seen... I've seen players uh, see things in a fortuitous way for themselves from time to time. Do they still call it's called, that it's called hooking? hooking? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say uh, they still call it that. Yeah, so anyway, I, I think it's a big deal, and I hope that hasn't been lost. I always had great respect for coaches who, who stressed that as opposed to just go out there and kick butt and do whatever you can. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying kind of BS. I, 
that, that, that is not the way it has to be, and it's not the way it should be. Keith Smith joins the show coming up at 4 o'clock. Ben Anderson at 5. Market update coming up next, live at Davis Vision. Look, if uh, you're uh, in the market to uh, get LASIK, Davis Vision is the place to go. Change your life. Um, and it's been fun being associated with the, the block party. Did the Maui gym guy get you? How many did you buy? Ah, I see, I see. He gave me a card that will enable me to get, uh, see that what it says in the corner? 50% off no. retail. Yeah. VIP card. You're now uh, a Maui gym VIP. Apparently so. Look at that look on your face. Just so satisfied. It's like a, it's as if Maui James himself <laughs> showed up at the remote. He, uh, said, he said he liked me a lot more than he likes I you. I believe it. No, right. he didn't actually say that, but he did say he liked me better than someone else. I won't mention who it was because that would be cheap. Brad Rock? No. <laughs> Frank Tour? Oh, now you're just going to go down the line. Uh, hey, look, I'll take a compliment where I can get it. <laughs> apparently, it doesn't come along that often. Stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Davis Vision here in South Jordan, 11649 South, 4000 West. Come on out and join us. Still have a little jazz gear left for you if you want to pick that up. But right now it is time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TryDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TryDayTrading.com. Gordon, uh, how did we do in the old markets today? <laughs> Waiting for my computer to I know, download. I was trying, trying to talk slowly. Uh, you were, you were uh, involved in the uh, the cars over there. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he was informing me about what I was looking at, and uh, that was one one sweet machine. I got to tell you, but the market has to be healthy for a while for me to get that one. I've got right. it here. I've you, got it. I've got it. All right, go ahead. Don't doubt me. I got okay. it. All right. The Dow today, Jake, was up. 179 points. Okay, not bad. The NASDAQ was up 100, nearly 200. Okay, now we're talking. And the S&P was up uh, 37 points. So it's a good day. Finishing good out the day. week strong. Yep. All right. That's what I there like. You go. There's your market update. As I mentioned, we're live here at Davis Vision in South Jordan, and now Jenna is jumping on with us. First of all, Jenna, it's great to see you. Thanks for having yeah, us out. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. We got a chance to meet your wonderful family. That was great. Yes, they they love it. They love watching the jazz with their daddy. Uh, they love going to bees games, all those fun things. And so you guys are constantly on in my vehicle. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> well, well are you suggesting that it wouldn't be on if it was your choice? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We like honesty on this show. You know, we we do. But we, they, we, we can deal with that. This was such a fun event. You guys uh, have done a, such uh, great job with this, giving away the procedure and uh, sunglasses and everything. This has been so fun. Yeah, and, and we're hoping that, you know, it got out, the word got out, and people will come next year. And, and we can start making this an annual thing, start making it a fun kickoff to summer because everybody needs new sunglasses when summer hits. That's a fact. Everybody. You've got to protect your eyes. Um, I know both our doctors tell all their patients, you have to protect your eyes. Keep your sunglasses on. Protect your vision. 
Uh, Gordon uh, is now a Maui Gym VIP member, so you've made, I it, like you've it. made his Good day. I like it. Good to hear. Uh, Thank you, Jared. I appreciate it, wherever you are. We both, uh, Gordon and I are both sunglasses people. They're very important. I don't understand how people go without uh, good sunglasses. It doesn't make any sense. Not if you like to get outside during the summer and in the winter, too. Yeah, it, it doesn't, especially, and that's a good point. In the winter, you do need protection, especially if you're going to go on those ski slopes and you're going to be in the sun and it's gonna reflect right back off the, the snow at you and you know, give you sunburn on your face and hurt your eyes. I still ski in sunglasses. I know a lot of people go, if it's a sunny day, I love throwing on the shades and going skiing. But oh, he's, yeah. he's really concerned about what people think about him. It's he true. wants to look cool. I'm very vain. You know? it, is, it is definitely true. But also you guys do uh, great work. You've, you've taken great care of our listeners over the years who uh, may be tired of dealing with glasses and looking to you know, improve their vision and, and get rid of that whole thing. Yeah, and, and that's where LASIK comes in handy. And Dr. Davis is amazing. He actually recently did my husband's LASIK. All right. And he just rants and raves about it he's like i don't have to wear contacts anymore i don't have to wear glasses with the whole masks during the pandemic oh yeah he hated it he hated his glasses getting fogged up all the time and so he got it done and he has been so happy and like i said dr davis is amazing he has done thousands and thousands of lasik procedures with wonderful results he told us 40,000 40, eyes didn't he yes that's sir. pretty amazing he knows what he's doing, that's for sure. I can't imagine going through this whole thing with the masks and everything and having the, uh, my glasses fog 24-7. I think, I think that would drive me bananas. I don't blame your husband for getting that done. It, it definitely drove him bananas, and it, it was driving me bananas when I would wear my, my blue light blockers for sitting in front of my computer yeah. during the day. I was just like, I can't see. And uh, I did have a, a patient one time go, well, why don't you just get LASIK? I was like, because my eyes aren't bad. I just can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, hey, th do it for yourself, and it, it is a, a, a life-changing thing, and 15, it's pretty awesome. Fifteen minutes, did he say? The procedure Thereabouts, itself. Thereabouts, yep. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. Well, Jenna, thank you for including us. We've had a great time. This is a great event. I, I feel like we're getting back to normal. You know, we're back here. We're doing the block party. It's great. Yeah, and, and I like to call it normal-ish. Normal-ish. <laughs> we're getting yeah. to normal-ish. We're getting there. Yeah, that's all right feels pretty good though and uh you you've got gordon with the cars gordon, uh, he was he was nice and distracted that last I time I, I was i was a little distracted i was that's all right it's like a, a dangling bacon in front of a dog you know we got it you know. uh well jenna thank you very much you we are appreciate so welcome you. all right uh keith smith joins us next stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the zone